But the second phase is a phase called resistance. And your body and my body can resist for any given period of time, depending on a whole heap of other variables. But the third phase then is exhaustion. And so what we really need to do was move things back a little bit to say, well, in that second phase of resistance, which is happening quite a lot of time for people across a whole heap of different changes or stresses being presented to them, if we support the body with the right nutrients, can we extend that period for long enough for you to complete that change? Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hi, friends. I hope you're well. I've been playing around a little bit with my morning routine recently in terms of adding on some red light therapy to my cold showering on certain days of the week, coupled with some green tea serum. And I'm going to tell you why I do this. So green tea is an amazing free radical scavenger. And when you engage in red light therapy, part of the key to that process is actually the production of reactive oxygen species. And so you get a kind of bell curve in terms of the treatment time. Now, by using green tea serum on your face, you can actually get the benefits from red light therapy much faster. And actually, there was a study done by NASA that showed you could get the benefits way faster than if you weren't using the green tea serum. Um, And also, you get all the benefits, obviously, of the antioxidants in the green tea serum itself as well, which are very, very good for your face, but interact with the red light therapy in a way that can help rejuvenate your skin and reduce wrinkles 10 times faster than red light therapy alone. So... Now, so it's a great thing to put together, but then the question in my mind was, well, how long does it take to activate? And actually, ideally, you want to put that green tea serum on for about five minutes or so before engaging in the red light therapy session. So we don't want to waste any time in the morning. If you're anything like me, there's a lot of rushing around and getting kids off to school. So I thought this would be the perfect thing to combine with my cold shower because on the days that I cold shower, I need a little bit more time. It's not such a quick in and out because I want to have, you know, anywhere between sort of three to five minutes in that cold exposure. So um, this will be the subject of another podcast, but essentially for cold um, exposure, if you're cold showering, both for resilience purposes and metabolism boosting purposes, you want to get about 11 minutes total per week. And you can split that into anywhere between two to four sessions. So what I tend to do is do my cold showering on the days when, for example, I've done a cardio session or a hit workout keeping it away from my heavy strength training days as much as possible um, because it may interfere with things like hypertrophy. So if we really, really want to kind of biohack this ultimately, then maybe we stay away from it on those days, but on the other days, and so you don't need to be cold showering every day unless you love it and you feel like it gives you that morning boost. I tend to do it on, um, as I say, sort of three to four days a week. And so on those days, I also then do my little routine of my red light therapy with my green tea serum and I'm using the one by Young Goose. They have this incredible uh, green tea phyto serum. And so what I do is I wash my face first and I finish that with cold. I absolutely love cold water on my face um, in the morning and that's great for kind of tightening the skin as well. Um, And also cold water on your face has been shown to help with vagus nerve activation. And then I put on their spray, actually Young Goose's um, vitamin C peptide spray 
with a little bit of hyaluronic acid. Um, and then I will add the green tea serum. Now, while that's activating before doing the red light therapy, I then jump into the shower and do kind of three to five minutes cold while waiting for the serum to do its effect. And then I perform my red light therapy session. Often, actually, I'll be listening to some affirmations uh, while doing that or even um, like a very kind of mini podcast episode or a book that I'm reading or something like that. So I'm always stacking my hacks to get the most in that I can uh, in the time that I have available to do it. So, But this is a pretty um, time efficient routine. So the first thing you do is cleanse your face in the morning. I use cold water. Then I apply in this peptide spray apply on should I say with some hyaluronic acid to lock in the moisture then I use the green tea phytoserum by Young Goose then I'll dive into the shower um, get my cold exposure um, and then I then do the red light therapy session and I absolutely I've recommended this to lots of people you may have even seen my post on Instagram uh, about it if we're not connected there let's connect my Instagram is Angela S Foster I'm posting there daily uh, with different things on my main um, feed and also on my story and you can send me a DM. I'm always chatting to people in there as well. I still answer them all myself. Um, so let's connect over on there. That's Angela S. Foster. Um, and anyone that I've recommended this to is absolutely loving this and loving the Young Goose products. So if you haven't, go and listen to the podcast that I did with Young Goose on their amazing biohacking beauty skincare range. Absolutely phenomenal. And if you want to give them a try, just head over to bit.ly forward slash Young Goose to find out more information about their range. And if you want to invest in some of their products, then you can grab yourself 20% off by using code Angela Foster. And that's bit.ly forward slash Young Goose and using code Angela Foster for getting 20% off. I literally, everyone that I recommend these products to comes to me and says oh my god they're so amazing like I don't need to wear makeup my skin's really glowing and I just I love 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 the benefits so have a look at their website listen to the podcast with them and as I say uh code Angela Foster will get you 20% off now in terms of today's episode so I think we've all been going through change in fact I know we have been over the last uh, two years since the pandemic began and actually the World Health Organization published an article talking about how the COVID-19 pandemic triggered 25% increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide and the most affected people interestingly were young people um, and women. And when we're going through any kind of period of change, we can encounter a period of resistance um, and also then potentially, if it's not sort of dealt with, we can head into burnout. And this is partly because we're actually burning through um, micronutrients that we need, things like B vitamins, magnesium, quite quickly. Um, and also it can really disrupt our hormonal response in terms of things like cortisol and um noradrenaline and adrenaline and then eventually our sex hormones and DHEA and things like that as well. And so my guest on today's podcast has done a lot of research into how change happens and the period in which we need support. Um, and it seems that actually that period spans around six months when we're adjusting to any new period of change. And so what he's done is develop a unique formulation of vitamins and minerals to and adaptogens to really support you when you're going through any period of change. And I've been taking them the last four or five months. Um, I found them amazing. I take it every morning. Uh, has a lovely, um, it's called Zag, has a really lovely kind of cherry zing to it. 
Um, and I find really helps me. It's a powerful nootropic that actually helps support my brain function and cognition, improve my productivity, and just really make me feel have that sort of sense of calm focus as well. And so I think you're going to be really interested in how he put this formulation together. Um, and what's really gone into it and just how bioavailable it is, um, because he really investigated the supplement space when developing it uh, and put together something that is in a liquid format because it's so much more bioavailable rather than a capsule. Uh, and this was um, on the back of him being kind of disinterested, fatigued and in low mood um, after he was he had actually reached um, burnout. And so he worked together close, very closely with a preeminent functional medicine practitioner to develop ZAG. Um, and as I say, it tastes tastes really amazing. Uh, I like to put it in the fridge. That's my favorite way. And um, have it nice and cool. But it has also been providing me with many benefits. And so you're going to be hearing about what went into that supplement today. Um, and if you want to give ZAG a go, they do have a two-week trial that you can do over on their website um, uh, so you can give it a go first. You can also, Adam has actually very kindly given listeners of this podcast a discount of um, £100 off the six-month program. And so if you wanted to do that, you just need to use code DISCHPH100, all in caps. That's D-I-S-C-H-P-H-100. Uh, but you can also just go and have a go and try it out for a couple of weeks as well. But without further delay, let me introduce you now to Adam so you can hear all about how our bodies adapt to stress, how we take on and approach change, and really just how we can best support ourselves in the process. So I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Adam Thompson, who is the founder and CEO of Zag, which is a supplement company created really as an agent for change or supporting you, I should say, through change, uh, which I guess over the last few years, Adam, one thing we can really be certain of, it's kind of been thrust in front of us, even if people didn't like change, is uh, change. But first of all, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on. I'm, I'm really excited. When I first started uh, Zag, I was kind of curious as to what I would, I guess what I would feel taking it, um, how it would support me. Um, I, like everyone else, have been going through a real period of change and I've had extra change in my personal circumstances recently. And I've definitely felt it's um, it's helped me a lot. But before we dive into what's inside the supplement and how it can really support people, give us a bit about your background and, and why you've created this change agent, if you like. Yeah, sure. I think it's probably been a culmination of a lot of different things that I've experienced, a lot of change. So um, I was always really big into sport. My parents always cooked fresh and clean at home. So always big into nutrition and understood those benefits from doing that rather than eating junk food and um, junk values, let's say. And so then that was always something that I carried forwards. And in my career, I'd wanted to go and explore business, I wanted to understand how things worked. I was fascinated by consumer behavior and the consumer journey of how someone gets to deciding that they need something or want to buy something. And so I'd done time in investment banking, marketing, strategy. And then I ended up running a startup, a food-based startup in the UK called Rebel Kitchen. And through that whole process, what we were trying to do was make plant-based um, alternative products to dairy more accessible, but make them fun, make them engaging and bring them to the front of the supermarket rather than the dusty corner in the uh, in the in the at the back so um i was running that it was great i was loving it i was getting to see more do more experience more um challenge myself on on different levels and i was around the world quite a lot in different countries as we were opening those territories but there came a point where 
it was time for me to, to move on and I wanted to take a sabbatical. So I took myself off to Bali, having never done something like that before. And I was like, I'm just going surfing. The typical thing, right? But I got there and was pretty disinterested, low in mood, fatigued. And I could not understand why after I made this decision to go and do something which seemingly would be amazing, I was just a bit like, yeah, whatever. And someone said to me, ah, oh, well, you should supplement your diet. And I kind of poo-pooed it a little bit based on the kind of the notion or the narrative that most people say, if you've got a healthy, balanced diet and a good bit of sun exposure, then, you know, you should get all the nutrients you need from your food, which I felt like I did. But what I hadn't counted for was the amount of change that I'd been going through all of the time. And so then when I started to look at what the options were, I just became a bit overloaded with, well, which of these vitamins do I need? What's the correlation between this vitamin and this vitamin? What happens if I take that plus this plus this? And at the time, I just didn't have the interest or desire. So like a lazy man, I decided to go and look at multivits, but quickly started with my the way my brain works to ask the questions, well, how could this have helped me six months ago? And then also now, because the environment I'm in is totally different. And so I started to explore lifestyle supplementation of, well, what if you're plant-based? What if you're a workaholic? What if you're a fitness junkie? But there are problems with all that too, because there's crossovers. And so when I started speaking to more and more dietitians, nutritionists, we got to this point where, where actually it's change that we need to support because change triggers stress under something called the general adaptation syndrome. And so most people will know the first stage of fight or flight response and how your body reacts or readies or prepares itself for whatever's presented to it. But the second phase is a phase called resistance. And your body and my body can resist for any given period of time, depending on a whole heap of other variables. But the third phase then is exhaustion. And so what we really need to do was move things back a little bit to say, well, in that second phase of resistance, which is happening quite a lot of time for people across a whole heap of different changes or stresses being presented to them. If we support the body with the right nutrients, can we extend that period for long enough for you to complete that change that's going on in your life and therefore avoid the burnout that comes afterwards because of the, the repeated chronic stress? And so that led me then to question the, the vehicle that supplements were delivered in, why people took them, why they didn't, and so on and so on. And what, what I found was that in the UK, 71% of people take supplements daily but doing further research 69 percent of people stop taking them so it's a bit like huh like 71 like, take them and 69 percent stop with it within what period different periods because people give inconsistent answers so they might take them for a bit consistently and then not and then pick them back up again some people might say oh i forget a day or two in the week etc 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 but as a headline stat i was like there's a bit of a paradox here that people are wanting to take supplements which is supported by increasing searches for self-care and wellness and the whole thing over the last few years. But then most people are stopping. So there's some issue that we need to get to here to understand how we can help people because ultimately if they're stopping, then maybe they're deficient or maybe they're needing something to do what it is that they're wanting to do. And people told us that they don't like taking pills. <laughs> they, they're, they're a chore. They go in a graveyard cupboard with other pills that don't get taken. And when you look at the research, a lot of them are quite ineffective. The absorption rates typically are quite low, so less than 53% according to some stats, and can be as little as 10%. So people are not noticing or feeling a difference unless they're highly in tune with their body, like you may, you may be when you try a different type of nutrient or a different form. So then we started to look at, well, what can we do in this place then, and how can we um, navigate something different? 
And we found that actually, if you look at liquids, liquids are, have a much better bioavailability and can be absorbed by the body in as little as 30 seconds, but typically it's four or five minutes. And the second benefit of being a liquid is you're not limited by a capsule size. So a capsule size, generally, the most amount of any ingredient you could get into it is about 1.6 grams or 1,600 milligrams. And so if you're losing, let's say, half of that through the process, it needs to go in your body for it to be broken down into a liquid, for it to be absorbed through the intestine into the, into the cells, then you're never really getting that much, which is why some companies say, well, you need to take two or three tablets a day. In the gel shots that we created, you've got 4.5 grams of absorbable vitamins. So then all of a sudden you start to see, well, we can put more, we can put better quality ingredients in. We can look at the formulation to include things like nootropics and adaptogens, make it easy for people to take. And with some other research that we started to do about change and how people, um, how long people take to implement their change, we found that the other problems um, with vitamins typically were a barrier for people, even though it was, it was not like a, a pain point, which was there's no time and there's no goal attached to taking supplements. So it's not like you can measure it and say, ah, yeah, actually I've been taking this for this period of time and I've noticed that I'm concentrating more or I'm sleeping better or my recovery's quicker or whatever it might be. So using the concepts from something called the social readjustment scale that was done back in the late sixties, we saw that change typically takes someone between two and eight months to implement. And so when we ran that theory with people, given that it's nearly 60 years old now, people were saying, well, yeah, actually six months feels like a reasonable amount of time for me to be able to commit to something. And by that point, then determine whether I achieved that change or not. It's coincidentally the same amount of time that people will be on probation, a new job, going for a marathon, uh, takes them to move house, um, sometimes get divorced, et cetera, et cetera. So then when you round it all off, we're like, right, let's look at working with natural behavior, not against natural behavior. Let's give people a definitive time period for them to take it. Let's improve the dose that someone can receive. Let's make it easy. Let's make it more bioavailable and see if we can start to help people create habit and change behavior that way. Because I, I had this sort of view that if that was me and I was going through a change that I seemingly wanted to, to do, I wanted to go and surf in Bali, but I got there and I wasn't able to fully do it, it's frustrating. And there must be heaps of other people that are wanting to do stuff that are not supported, whether it be biologically or psychologically through programs or habit change or behavior change, that we, we could help support to do what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, actually, what you say there, because... Um... I definitely, I, and I think it, it definitely plays out in terms of things taking around six months, right? I've noticed right down to children, if you settle them in a new school, generally it does take around six months, as you say. And when I see in terms of that adaptation phase that you're talking about, I look at, I quite often will with clients look at Dutch testing, where we look at dried urine and saliva samples, and we look at their stress levels, particularly if they're going through a, a stage of change in their life. And what you'll see is initially um, their stress levels may go up, their cortisol, but their DHEA, which is a, an anabolic hormone, will actually generally rise and stay consistent. And, and hopefully if they're, if they're coping with the level of stress they're under, they'll match, which shows me that they're, they're actually meeting the demands of stress. Whereas as you say, what can happen all too regularly is that people then overreach for too long. And what we see is DHEA starts to drop 
or you know their metabolized cortisol is dropping and yes they, they, they've got sluggish clearance or the body in some way is trying to defend itself and making less available because now it's in moved into protection mode and that is when we start to see like mood dropping anxiety energy depletion you know things also unwanted symptoms right that people don't want their hair doesn't look as vibrant and as healthy because yeah. the body's now down regulating and that and, and that compounds the situation because now you're struggling with performance with anxiety with low mood with the way you know your self-esteem um and i i love the idea that if you can come in and sort of support people where they're at and actually take them through so that they they can meet the expectations and the demands that are on them until they've exited that phase that's amazing um i think i think it's about education as well we're, we're still early into this and discovering what what is working for people and what's not but of a view that over time i'd love to be able to bring more of a community focus to it as well so that we can start to say okay angela you'll come into zag because you're training for a marathon and we can say well there's ten thousand people that have also done the same as you and this was their pattern of experience and we can start to nudge people along their change in subtle ways inspiring ways in in ways that create togetherness that i think has been what well, we know it's been lost over time but i think it's it's getting more and more separate as people change again as we exit the pandemic and start to pick up all the things that they couldn't do because life just gets busier doesn't it Mm. Well, and I think a lot of people are exiting the pandemic in, in actually quite a, a strong state of depletion, which is unfortunate. And we've moved very quickly now to war and the threat and that that's bringing in the uncertainty to people. It is constant stress, it seems. But then if you look back, you know, at the last century, the early part of that century was the same as this. And yeah. it was it was full of change. Right. Yeah, we moved into sort of the, the philosophy that we try and use as an interesting way to pull people into this space that may have had bad experience before. But you know, there's there is nothing permanent in life except change. Mm. But we tend to think that there is and we tend to, to to work towards this mentality of when I get there, I'll be. Mm. And, and, and we need to account for all of the variables that change at the same time. So even though your plan might be step A, B, C, D, there might be some divergence along the way. And that's actually where the name came from. As a side note, we talk about life's not linear. So sometimes when life zigs, you need to zag. And I think the more we can have this conversation with people, the, the, the more awareness that we can raise of these issues that hopefully will lead to longer term, a reduction in mental health um, issues with depression, anxiety, um, and increased ability for people to do new things because we are now at a space in life as well where anything's possible. You want to change careers? You can do it tomorrow. You want to go and research them? Then it's at the click of a button. So there's more and more people, and especially with the demographic that we identified, that want this really multifaceted lifestyle. And that's a lot of the reason why the demographic that we're targeting are not the same demographic as um, those that take personalized because for them, they want clean weekends, but they also want party weekends. They want days off from uh, living and they want to go and travel. And so anything that's too tightly controlled becomes unsustainable for them. And they might be in a, in a corporate career now, but next year they might not be. So how do we start to support this with that infrastructure underneath that allows them to connect to other like-minded people, that allows them to share experiences, that ask questions in, in a very easy way? And who have you formulated this with in mind? Is it is it directed more? You've mentioned sort of marathon runners. Mm. Is it directed more to athletes or one particular uh, section of the population more than others? Uh, actually, no. So there's enough commonality in those experiences that I mentioned. But from an age perspective, what's quite interesting is you see what we call a nine-enders or people at the end of a decade 
statistically go through bigger changes than any other age. So if you put a concentric circle around it, say 28 to 32, 38 to 42, and so on and so on, if you ask or speak to friends, most often than not, there'll be some sort of big major change that happens in that age. And it's exacerbated by the sort of goading and provocative media titles that we live by or read of 30 people under 30 to achieve X or 100 cultural things to do before you're 40. And then there's a whole heap of other things maybe where people are like, well, now this, this decade I want to have a baby. And we talked a bit earlier about the problems of the changes that that brings for, 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 for everyone involved. So that's a really interesting, interesting differentiator for us in terms of what the demographic is. We are getting people come to it from all different spaces. So we are getting athletes. We are getting people that are more plant-based and more interested in some of the different ingredients that we've got in there that, that know about them, but haven't been able to access them easy because they don't want to take them standalone. They want to integrate them into their routine. Mm. And let's to talk about because uh, it's quite a unique blend that you've yeah. put here together, obviously. Um, and, and just in terms of the doses that you've got. Yeah, so looking, for example, you've put, um, you mentioned adaptogens, which obviously are well known to help people through, um, through change. Uh, and they work very intelligently within the body. And I'm a big fan of mushrooms for that purpose, because I think they adapt very well and there isn't really any limit to what you can take as opposed to herbs, which can be a lot stronger. Can you explain just a little bit about some of the adaptogenic ingredients that you've put into this and how that might support people on a daily basis? Sure, yeah. So I think there's some interesting ingredients that people wouldn't necessarily have heard if they're quite new to this journey as well. And snow fungus or tremelo would be one of them, which is a really fun looking mushroom. It looks like a bit of a snowflake if you've ever seen it. Um, so one of the reasons we put this in is because part of its benefit is it stimulates the body's own collagen production cycle. So a lot of collagen supplements actually don't do that much. And from when I was working with Carolina to, to formulate this, it's Carolina Brooks. Um, she wanted to try and make sure that we were working with the body in the state that it was in. So allowing the body to, to gently receive the nutrients rather than maybe struggling or maybe having a, a difficulty in absorption. But um, within it, it also stimulates the, the um, production of superoxide dismutase, which mitigates fatigue and hypoxia, can improve endurance, hydration, it's neuroprotective, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it also contains a high amount of polysaccharides, which are antioxidants that promote, promote nerve growth and helps the skin to keep hydrated and bolster immune system at the same time. So quite multifunctional in, in a sense. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, when I was chatting to uh, the guys over at Young Goose, um, they use, um, which is a biohacking skincare range, mm. they use the snow fungus in uh, in place of hyaluronic acid, actually, for hydration purposes in their peptide spray. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, kind of... There's another one as well that I think is quite interesting for people. Um, it's known as holy basil or Tulsi, which in English, I think literally means the incomparable one. Um, and it's got a number of benefits, which typically focus around the alleviation of stress. So a lot of what we're talking about within the supplement, but it can protect organs and tissues against chemical stress um, from the environment. It can help counter metabolic stress through the normalization of blood glucose and blood pressure. And it's got benefits um, for memory and cognitive function through anxiety reducing and antidepressant uh, properties. And in fact, I think this one, there was a review maybe three or four years ago, a 2017 time um, of 24 independent clinical studies 
on it which found favorable clinical effects, particularly for metabolic or neurocognitive disorders, as well as immunity and infections. So there's some really interesting data research there that people may not be getting access to because they're expensive. You can't get that much of an ingredient into a typical capsule for it to be really kind of talked about. Um, so it feels quite fun to be able to start to bring this sort of like holistic, integrative approach into an everyday multivitamin su- supplement. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's that's something I commonly use with women in perimenopause, actually, for enhancing sleep and relaxation. But you can quickly, as, as is like phosphatidylserine, which you have here as well, and that really helps with A, that calm, well, calm focus, I would say, and better sleep um, and, and lifting of brain fog. But I think often what women can find in particular, because I deal with, I work with a lot of women, is, well, how many supplements have I got to take? Right. And that's the thing is it's like, okay, fine, I can take ashwagandha and holy basil at night and then I'm going to take my phosphatidylserine, you know, once or twice a day. And then, you know, you're layering on all these things and they see a huge change. And sometimes actually I find that, you know, it's it, they'll, they'll get that change and they're willing and they're happy to take it for a period of time. But then the question comes, how long do I need this? And actually what I'm looking at this is something that, it could work um, as a change agent on its own but also if you have got somebody who's moved past that stage and has sort of tipped into burnout and then they're receiving treatment from a functional practitioner like myself they can be treated with higher dose of certain things and then transition from that after three to six months onto this to support them and actually make that transition ready them i just think in the way that you've blended a lot of these ingredients together they're ones that um i would use instead of slightly higher doses on their own and it removes that need of having multiple supplements yeah thanks and i think that was one of the targets was to remove the wellness admin because mm. you're right it becomes a chore and that's part of the reason that people stop taking it um and then the second thing is obviously this is a daily for, for six months is what we're talking about and so we didn't want to go and start putting real high doses in there where they would need to speak to a professional to, to get that advice to understand what it is that they exactly need and so there's enough, there's good quantities in there that people will notice. And that period tends to be about two weeks. I've taken it 10 days, two weeks of taking the daily every day. They start to feel the benefits, but it's not going to cause you any problems because you're, you're, you're absorbing or receiving too much or um, putting extra stress on the body from its absorption perspective. And do you think in these levels, um, I haven't dived into the exact amounts here. I'm just curious um, from your work with, uh, with Carolina, would this work, for example, for a teenager sitting A-levels or even GCSEs and supporting them through that period? Yeah, they could well do. I'm not qualified to say that yes or no, like take it from an age perspective. It's something that we've discussed at length, but I don't see any uh, harm in taking this. And I think on one of your podcasts in the in the past, that was listening to maybe with Anthony Hayes, you were talking about the benefits of creatine for, for his son, I think. And so I think it's at the parent's discretion, but speak to a health professional if they want some added layer of protection around whether it's good or not for the child Mm, just in terms of managing and managing that sort of stressful period um and do you recommend i mean i usually take it uh in the morning because it's got b vitamins in it which obviously can be a bit uh stimulating what have you found is it best taken with food on an empty stomach i know you think you were saying there's a bit of fiber in there anyway Uh, i've taken it both ways to be honest yeah and how did you find a difference taking it either way um do i find a difference not really i haven't noticed a big difference between taking it fasted or i mean the the cognitive benefits of fasting on their own are sometimes quite nice i I find 
it's a difficult balance as a woman again because when you're in your cycling years if you if you push the body and what you don't want is stress this is what you're protecting against if you fast for too long yeah. and you're putting yourself under stress so i find you, you might see variances in that more with men because there's a very finite limit for me i'm quite lean anyway so again you've then got to look at how would that be different to a woman who maybe had a bit more body fat on her could she extend that fasting period but how much of those benefits are coming from that i can't see that i've noticed a big difference between taking it with or without food yeah. and so i think that well that's great because one of the reasons we put fiber in was uh to thicken the liquid so that it was easier for you to tear the top off and actually consume it but second so that it was a bit easier on your digestive system and so a lot of people were saying well sometimes i just want to grab it and take it with me and so they throw it in their bag or they take it to work or they leave it on the side at work and so whilst it is optimal to take it in the morning because it helps to build that habit, one of the things we did with the box actually is design it so that it sits in your fridge door pocket so that you've got it there front of mind first thing in the morning as opposed to being in a cupboard maybe in the back somewhere. Um, and But we're also getting some interesting feedback from customers where some are taking it pre-workout, some are taking it in a mid-afternoon slump period if that's something that they experience. I've had a couple of people take it in the evening and, and I don't think it works particularly well for them because it just kept them up a bit longer than they wanted to be. But we're also playing around with a few different things. And, and one of them is we know that the majority of this is absorbed within four minutes. And so if you can do four minutes of breath work or just being with yourself for that period of time, actually you can improve nutrient absorption through a concept called peristalsis. And so that's quite interesting to try and monitor to see how people actually feel during that period that's interesting okay so you're uh, when you say are you, are you saying basically take it and then do some breath work yeah. afterwards for four four to five minutes four to five minutes yeah and just see the difference it's it's you know all of this we're all individual in our composition we might technically be the same but we're not and so i think for some people the added layer of um help to absorb the nutrients will be great but others they'll just feel better because they've oxygenated their blood in the morning um, but in any which case, I don't think there's anything to lose by doing some breath work whilst you take it. No, not at all. I'm being mindful about it. I'm yeah. all in favour of like conscious living. What about, um, I'm curious whether you found from an absorption perspective, whether that is enhanced in a fasted state or with food? Because certain vitamins and minerals seem to work better with food, for example. Yeah, no, um, to be honest, we haven't got any data on that. So wouldn't be able to say it'd just be anecdotal which some people say it, it is better um, first thing in the morning, but others just feel that they, they respond to it better, maybe after breakfast or late morning. Yeah. Okay. And so actually if it's absorbing within four minutes, then using it pre-workout is actually quite a, a, an efficient thing to do because yeah. you can literally take it directly before. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's quite a lot of interest from people um, in elite athlete space to take the product i'm trying to go through a certification called inform for sport which basically third party tests it just to show that there's nothing in there that shouldn't be in there that would flag up on a test for them um and so i think that's an added layer of um almost like confidence and safety for, for general consumers too but once we get that it'd be really interesting to see during those athletes programs whether it's a, a boxer preparing for a fight whether it's pre-season whether it's someone training for a specific event um how that will fair for them but i think on a on a basic level as well whether you wanted to do a triathlon or crossfit competition or just just try something new yoga even i'll be curious if people want to try it and let me know mm. yeah very interesting um and with the once you've gone past the six months yeah 
what do you recommend? Can people continue or would you recommend they cycle on and off? I mean, I know, for example, with nootropics, what I found is you can get a degree of attenuation. Like, would you expect that with this or have you encountered that? And is it better to have a break in any event? Yeah, probably. I think it goes against the grain of what most CEOs would say, which would be no, take it all the time. But I think you're probably right. I think it's also important to, to, to change for your body. And so what we're trying to do is get people to that point where they feel like they maybe don't need it after six months, but be there as a support so that if you feel actually we do, you can pick it back up again, which is obviously more effective from cost perspective, but from more also from a sustainability perspective of just not having products sat there or, or deliveries landing on the, on the door each month that aren't being used. And have you had um, feedback in terms of when people start taking it, when and how quickly they notice a difference? Uh, yeah, so some people that are quite sensitive will notice it the first couple of days. Um, and we tend to get that with people that are a bit more tuned into their body from um, an exercise perspective. Um, but then most people are, are saying sort of 10 days, 14 days, which is why we've got a two-week trial pack um, available for, for people to see what it's like for them. Um, so that's quite a good reference period. Mm. I definitely noticed it uh, within a few days and I found that the effects then sort of built up. Um, but I think what I've noticed having taken it now for three three months or yeah. four months is yeah. uh, a kind of a calm sense of energized focus. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting what you say about pre-workout because it's not that I feel like really, really switched on and fueled. I, I feel switched on, but it's, I think probably because of the adaptogens, it's quite a nice calm. I can use it like in the morning very effectively to do creative work as much as I can do productive work with it. And I think that that's what I like about it. Thanks. Yeah. And it's been really interesting to receive feedback from people because we, we knew that the part of the like core, core pillars were to support the brain, the body and the spirit in terms of energy, but we didn't intend for it to help people uh, with sleep or with anxiety. And so we're starting to notice all these other additional benefits come through too. You mentioned earlier about when people get into that third phase of um, the general adaptation syndrome and exhaustion, that their hair starts to change. And when people tell us that they're getting new hair growth, which is, it's a, it's a cool additional benefit from taking the supplement, right? So, um, so yeah. I guess that's through that uh, collagen pathway that it's enhancing. Uh, most likely and and giving extra vitamins and things that maybe they weren't getting otherwise uh, naturally from their diet which were the ingredients that you put in in mind when you were looking at spirit optimization uh i mean mac is obviously a great one in there there's obviously creatine in there too um but i think it was it was more considered with like how do it all work together how do we make that level that you were talking about? How do we kind of balance this? Someone gets a general lift or feeling of being a good place in order to achieve whatever it is that they're set out to achieve. Mm, yeah. No, I like it. And the, uh, the, the, what the, I took your recommendation of putting it in the fridge, as you say, it's quite nice to take it cold and the sort of slightly tart cherry flavor is yeah. very, very nice. It's something I look forward to in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's quite so difficult. You know, when, you, when you're making something liquid that's based on taste, it's quite difficult because if you were to sit and taste the 29 ingredients that are in there, a lot of them don't taste great. You might be all right with the ginger, ginger the fennel, the cardamom, but, um, but some of them really don't taste good. And so masking, you need to work with quite a strong, punchy flavor. And so we were looking at um, what can you do with that. And it either needs to be tart or it needs to be spicy or it needs to be quite earthy. 
Um, I think you've got to go down sort of beetroot flavour. Um, Which is very acquired, I think. Yeah, I don't think you want a beetroot mm. shot in the morning. I know that I take beetroot with other things, but not everyone does. Um, and then spicy, you know, also not necessarily that easy to do in a supplement perspective. Ginger shots are becoming more and more consumed, and I think they're great for people to add into the regime. So then that kind of left this kind of sour space. And what, what we wanted to do in terms of more and more habit formation and, and change was create that signal for people that are just taking something that's good for me, that tastes a bit like performance. And so having that kind of sharp wakening sensation for people starts to help to build that process um, of habit formation. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, it's interesting when I first tried it, my reaction was like, well, it's a bit quite tart. And yeah. now actually I find it almost slightly sweet. It's so funny how your taste sort of adapts very quickly. And so it was a bit of a zing at first. Yeah. And then I get, I gave it to my husband and I was like, you've got to have some of this. And he was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> if anyone's watching, they'll see my face. And then he kind of quietly was like, you know that, that zag that you're taking, <laughs> that Adam gave you, where is that? Can I have that? He uses Nix, any, anything that like upgrades performance. He's like, it's like some of these other things. He's like, where are those brain pills? And uh, yeah, he's, uh, I've noticed my supply depleting a little bit more uh, intensively than before. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, and, I, and I really like it. So um, where can people find out more about you, about the company? I think you've very kindly got a discount code that people can use. There's obviously a two-week purchase they can do to try it. Um, but yeah, can you share? Yeah, so uh, zagsupplements.com or at zagsupplements on social media. Um, if they want to connect, I'm connectable through those channels. Um, there is a two-week trial pack we've also given a discount code so anybody listening can try two weeks worth for five pound which just covers the postage and packaging um and they'll be able to see that in the show notes i think yeah amazing perfect we will link to all of that in the show notes thanks adam thanks for coming on and uh, i'm excited to see what's what's next with the change agent thanks so much thanks for having me thanks for listening remember to review and subscribe you can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.